Welcome to Beaver Lodge Alliance's sermon podcast. We're so glad to join you. This is the latest sermon. We pray that you would receive encouragement, exhortation, and that Jesus would speak to you through this sermon. Enjoy. Well, good morning. Am I coming through? There we go. Good morning. Let's, let's pray again. Heavenly Father, I just pray that as we dive into your word this morning, that you would just calm our hearts, calm our minds, and anything that we might be thinking about, whether it's work that has to be done or what we're going to eat after, after service, those things would just be quieted and we can focus on your word this morning. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. So my name is Pastor Nate. I get the pleasure of speaking to you guys again. They're, they're trusting me to do it a second time, even though last time it was kind of speed preaching, but we'll see how this time goes. <laughs> so all of you guys have parents, and some of you guys are parents yourselves. And one of the jobs of parents, of, of being a parent, is to give your kids rules. Um, and when, when parents give kids these rules, they're, they're in the best interest, interest of their kids to keep them safe. Sometimes with these rules, parents can actually almost promise their kids that if they disobey those rules, that they're going to get hurt. So when I was younger, my parents gave me and my siblings multiple different rules, uh, but there's one that really stands out that I definitely didn't follow. So me, me and my brother, when we were younger, not so much my sister, but me and my brother were told that we weren't allowed to play with my dad's golf clubs. That was a hard, fast rule. Don't go near them. Don't try and touch them. Just, just don't. And me and my brother didn't, didn't really listen to the rule. One day we had a friend over, and all three of us were like, hey, my dad has golf clubs. Let's go play with them. It'll be so much fun. So we did. We went to our shed, and we grabbed my dad's golf clubs. And uh, my, it, was, it was me and my brother's friend who actually had the golf club. And he, he decided that he was going to swing it. And I was standing too close. When he swung backwards and went up, hit my lip, tore that piece of skin that's on the inside of your lip. Somehow he didn't feel it make contact with my face, and he came swinging down and broke my nose. <laughs> yeah. And I, I learned pretty hard that day that uh, parents normally give rules because they're in our best interest. And I, I didn't listen to the rules, and I got hurt. I didn't listen to my parents. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, not necessarily listening to your earthly parents, but li- listening to your heavenly Father, uh, listening to God. So that's, it's part of our uh, Be Like Jesus series. Originally, I titled it Be Like Jesus, Listen to Jesus, and then I was like, that doesn't really make sense, so let's change it to Listen to God. But that's what we're going to be speaking about. So let's read from Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 12. If you have your Bible, I'd invite you to open up and read along with me. So Luke 4 says, Jesus, full of the Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me, and I can give it to you, to anyone I want to. 
So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to to Jerusalem and had him stand at the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, he will command his angels concerning you to guard you, to guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So typically, these verses, when you read them, you're, and somebody's preaching about them, they're gonna be talking about the temptation of Jesus. And it's a great story that teaches that, and it's, it's, it's fantastic when you hear those sermons. And, and it's great to learn from those. It's great to learn about our own temptation and how Jesus himself was tempted by the devil. And I can almost guarantee that all of us have heard a sermon from either this specific passage or the ones that say almost the exact same thing in the rest of the Gospels. But today, we're going to be looking at this passage a little bit differently. So most Bibles have headings, and these headings are, are typically to tell you what's going to be happening in the next verses. So the heading for this one is uh, just the temptation of Jesus, just plain and simple. So headings within the Bible weren't actually originally there. Headings, verses, and chapters, all of them were put into the Bible uh, as it was being compiled to make it easier for us to read. So we could be like, okay, this is exactly where I am, and then you could come back to it later. Or when you're referencing it, you could be like, okay, this is exactly where this is. But they, they originally weren't in there. If you were to look at the original manuscripts, those things weren't in there. So we're going to read this passage again, but this time, as we're reading it, I want you guys to think of the heading of this section, not the temptation of Jesus, but Jesus listens to God's promises and his laws. So let's read it again, and I want you guys to see what kind of difference it makes as we read it. So again, it says, Jesus, full of the Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the desert where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. He ate nothing during those days, and at the end of them he was hungry. The devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man does not live on bread alone. The devil led him up to a high place and showed him in an instant all the kingdoms of the world. And he said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor, for it has been given to me. I will give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it will all be yours. Jesus answered, It is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. The devil led him to to Jerusalem and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you to guard guard you carefully. They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. Jesus answered, it is said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So listening to God can be difficult at times. But the main way that each of us can listen to God is actually through reading scripture. So one way that God speaks to us through scripture is simply giving us rules to follow. 
God gives us rules to follow because he knows what's best for us, just like parents, when they give rules, they know what's best. Even when we might not fully comprehend why we have those rules. Some of you, when you think about rules, you think that those rules are really strict and that they prevent you from doing things that you want to do. Or some of you, when you think of rules, you might think, man, that's a lot of steps that I ha- and hoops that I have to jump through to actually be able to do the things that I want to do. And some of the rules that were given in the Bible are the Ten Commandments. They're pretty straightforward. They're pretty, pretty easy to remember, but sometimes they're like, oh man, I don't want to do that. Like when you're a kid and you read the verse, you must honor your mother and father. It's like, but man, they just get on my nerves sometimes. I don't want to listen to them. Sometimes we just don't like the rules that are put in place. Other rules are like the ones that Jesus responds to the devil with, such as, man does not live on bread alone, or worship the Lord your God and serve him only. God gives us these rules because they're good for us. God wants us to actually prosper in our lives. If we listen to these rules that are set before us that that God gives us and he commands us to listen to, we can actually live happy, healthy, and God-honoring lives. There's going to be a lot of times, and like for myself, I know this for sure, there's so many rules in here that I'm like, man, do I really actually have to listen to that? Can I get into heaven without actually following all the rules? Because there's a lot of them. If you go through the Bible, and if I were to try and list out all the rules, I wouldn't really have time to actually preach. I'd be trying to explain what the rules are. And these rules are like ones that you might actually give your kids. They're in, our, they're in our best interest, these rules that we are given in the Bible. There will be times when we want to disobey them because they seem hard. Some rules are going to be really, really hard to follow. Or the rules seem like they're stopping you from doing something that you want to do. Everybody in here by myself included, nobody's, nobody's free from this, but one rule that all of us, I can guarantee, find really, really hard to listen to, even though we really want to listen to God's rules, is don't lie. I can guarantee that all of us, at one point or another in our lives, have really struggled with this, because sometimes we think that we know better than, than the rule of don't lie, and we're like, ah, but if I lie to this person, it'll actually be easier on them, but that's not the case. God wouldn't tell us not to lie if the truth wasn't the thing that was easiest. But we, although rules can be hard to follow and we might not want to follow them sometimes, we should still do our best to listen to these rules because they're actually in place to keep us from getting hurt in some way, shape, or form. It's like the entire book of Judges. So if you guys don't know the entire book of Judges, Basically, it's also one of the sections where it's titled, like, the rise and fall of the Israelite monarchy. So the Israelites were given rules by God, just like each of us have rules from God, and God calls them to follow those. One of the specific rules is to not make false idols. So the Israelites, they would follow God for a time. They would have judges set in place, and they would, they would help guide the Israelites to Jesus. They'd be like, hey, Remember this guy? Remember this guy who created you and promised you all of these things? Let's listen to him. 
And then the, the judge would either fall away or they'd die. And then the Israelites would think, man, we know better than all of these rules. Why would we listen to these rules? We, we know what's best for us. And they'd fall away. And they'd create their own idols. They'd start going their own way. And then they'd get hurt. A lot of them would die. And then eventually another, another judge would come up. And then they'd realize, oh, right. Those rules actually are good for us. So God speaks to us through all of his different rules that are in the Bible, regardless of if we want to listen to them or not. Another way that we can actually listen to God is through all the different promises. Not only does God give us rules, which he does give us rules, but he he gives us a lot of promises as well. And God gives us promises of his character and promises of things that he will do for us in our lives. We can see one of these promises that God gives us within our passage this morning. And the devil actually is the one who recites this promise in verse 10. And it was taken from Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. It says, He will command his angels concerning you to guard you carefully. They will lift up their, their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. And these promises are so good, and we should cherish them. I know that the devil is the one who said this, but it's still true. It's still a promise that God gives us. But there are times that we want to test the promises of God. And that's where Jesus' response to the devil is important. So the devil gives this promise, recites this promise that God gives his people, gives all of us. But Jesus responds with Deuteronomy 6.16, which says, You must not make senseless experiments with God's power. God gives us promises, and we should trust that these things are true. That God will follow through on his promises. This doesn't mean that we can't ask God for confirmation. As, as we're given these promises, there's going to be ones that it's like, man, I want to believe that that promise is true, but I actually have no clue if that's actually going to be true or not. And we can ask for confirmation. It's okay to test God. Micah 3.10 actually tells us that God asks us, like, hey, you can test me. You can test me on this, and it's okay. But there's one word in this passage from Deuteronomy that makes this whole thing change to it not being okay to test God. And it's the word senseless. You must not make senseless experiments of God's power. So if you want confirmation and you want to listen to the promises that, God's give, that God gives you, or you want to test these promises, it's a question of where your heart is. It's one thing to just want to see if a promise that God gives us is cool or not. Like, there's some things that God promises us, and it's like, man, that'd be really cool if that were to happen. And you'd want to test that. Or it could be a whole nother scenario where you're genuinely curious, where you see a promise from God, and it's like, man, I want to believe that that is true. I want to believe that God can do this for me, but I'm not actually sure. It's a question of where the heart is. It's like when a parent asks something of their kids, There's a difference between a kid asking their parent, like, well, why do I have to clean out the dishwasher? Well, it's pretty obvious why you have to clean out the dishwasher. It's kind of not really a smart question. It's a senseless question of why you would ask that. But then there's other times where your kid asks you a question, and it's going to be like, okay, 
you genuinely want to know more. And that's the difference here in this passage of why God responds the way he does. Even though Jesus knows this promise that the devil is reciting from, from the Psalms is, in fact, a true promise, it's where the heart is of the devil. The devil doesn't actually want God to be able to do those things. The devil is like, hey, why don't you just do this? I mean, you know that God will do this, so why don't you just do it? That's not how we're supposed to test God. But we're called to believe that his, his promises are true. So it's okay. It's okay to be like, God, I'm not sure. These promises are amazing, but I'm not sure. And to ask him, I just want to know if this is real. So, as we've seen so far, we can hear and listen to God's voice through Scripture directly, through rules and promises that are given. But there's other ways that we can actually hear God outside of just reading the Bible and the Scriptures. And these ways will actually change from person to person. There, are, there will be some overlap from different people, but chances are you won't actually hear God the same way that the person sitting next to you hears God. So some different ways that you can hear God is through different auditory ways. So you could hear God's voice like Saul on the road to Damascus. Saul heard the voice of God so clearly that day, and it was loud. And the people that were around him, all they thought that they heard was thunder. God can actually speak to people that way. It's not super common, but God can speak to you that way. It could be like when Elijah heard the voice of God. Elijah heard the voice of God in a very low whisper, where if somebody was standing next to him, they wouldn't have been able to hear that. It was almost like God was speaking words directly into Elijah's soul. It could be through scripture, uh, where you're asking God to reveal you something, and a verse from scripture comes to your head. So this is different than just picking up your Bible and reading it. This is you know, you're just sitting there having a conversation or you're talking to God and you have a random verse coming to your head. That's God speaking to you through scripture. And God can also speak to you through other people. So God can speak to you through pastors like myself or Pastor Amy or Pastor Greg. He can talk to you through elders, whether that's, there's two different meanings to that right now. It could be either somebody from the board of elders or somebody as in your elder, somebody who's older than you. Or it could be through a friend, or your kid, or your spouse. God can speak to you through other people. You could also hear from God in different visual ways. God could give you pictures of things. It could be through visions or dreams, like Peter's vision of animals and sheets coming down from heaven. God can also speak to you through feelings and strong emotions and new insight and memories. So as, as we're thinking of how God speaks to us, and maybe some of you know how God speaks to you, but for some of us, we might be thinking, okay, how do we really know that this voice or this picture or whatever it is really is God, and that it's not something that's, you know, I'm thinking this myself, or that it's something that's coming from the devil? 
So some things to ask yourself if those are the questions that you have is, is what I'm hearing lining up with scripture? Are the things that are coming to my head, are these thoughts that I have, these pictures that I have, if I were to go to the Bible, would they actually line up with what scripture tells me? Another thing to ask is, what is the tone of this? God will never, ever speak to anybody in a condemning voice. That's not God. God will only speak in a convicting and loving voice. If you hear condemnation, never, never God. There's a difference between condemning and convicting. Condemning is bringing somebody down to a very low point and then just leaving them there. Just being like, yep, you're dirt, you're nothing, I'm going to tear you down and then just leave you. Conviction, however, is you're probably not going to feel too great. You're going to feel like you're being called out, but then it doesn't end there. It, It brings you down to that and then brings you back with love. It's something that actually is continuing on. And that's how God works. There's going to be times where you're feeling like God is really tearing you a new one, but he's not just going to abandon you in that place. Another way that you can actually know whether it's God that's speaking to you or not is asking for confirmation. Like I said before, it's okay to ask God for confirmation. And if you're hearing something, if you feel like God is speaking to you, you can ask him like, okay, God, I think that this is you. And I want to know for sure that this is you and that it's not just my random thoughts that I'm having. Can you tell another person that this is actually what I'm hearing? So that could be, I mean, for myself, for people who aren't married, such as myself, it could be, okay, God, tell, tell my best friend exactly what you've just told me so that I actually know that it's you. Or tell my parents exactly what you just told me so that I know that it's true. And I've done that before. I've done that in my own life. I wasn't sure uh, if I was supposed to do something, and I wasn't sure if what I was hearing was from God. And I was like, okay, I have no idea. I think this is just me thinking thoughts to myself and that I'm trying to convince myself that this is God. But you know what, God? If this is really coming from you, and it's not actually just me thinking these things, can you tell my best friend? Then a little while later, I went over to my best friend and was like, hey, I've been struggling with this. Have you heard anything? Can you help me out at all? And he was able to guide me. He was like, yeah, what you're hearing actually is from God. What you're hearing is true. So you can ask God to confirm that through others. John 10, 27 says, my sheep will listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. So God wants to speak to each and every single one of us. Some of you right now might be thinking that you don't actually know how God speaks to you. And that, you know, the only time that you really feel like you experience God is when you're sitting and reading your Bible. And that's okay. It's okay to be in a spot where it's like, I don't know how I hear God's voice aside from actually reading the Bible. And it can take time to learn how God speaks to you. It's not going to be something that's like, bam, in an instant, I know exactly how God's speaking to me. It's going to take time to actually recognize his voice. It could also be that God hasn't been talking to you or that you haven't actually realized that what you're experiencing is in fact God speaking to you. 
It could also be that you haven't taken time to really sit and listen to God. And I know some of you probably are like, I know how God speaks to you, but, or speaks to me, and I haven't heard him in a while. It could be that you haven't taken the time to sit and listen to God. And I know I'm guilty of this, where when I was younger, I, I called myself a Christian for a couple of years, and I was like, all of you guys are saying, like, all my friends were like, yeah, I hear God. And I was like, man, I don't hear God at all. I don't know how God speaks to me. And then it hit me. I was like, I don't actually sit and let God speak to me. I read my Bible. And then as soon as I'm done reading my Bible, I'm going and doing other things. Or if I'm praying to God, I'm going to God. And then I'm praying. I'm giving him all my junk, all things that I don't want to deal with. And then I'm walking away. I don't actually sit and take time to let God speak to me. So this morning, we're actually going to be doing something a little bit different than we normally do. We're going to take time right now to actually listen to God. You don't have to go to him with an agenda. And we're just going to sit and listen to his voice. So... Uh, I'm, it's, it's a little prayer exercise that we're going to do. Some of you likely have done this before, and some of you probably have never done this before. Um, but it's pretty simple. And I think that it's a good start uh, for, for you guys to get to know the voice of God. So what we're going to do is I'll lead us, we're going to pray, and we're just going to ask God, okay, what, what game do you want to play? And when I say game, I don't want you to put that in a box. It could be like a board game, a video game, a sport. It could be painting. Don't put it into a box of being like, okay, it has to be this specific kind of game. It could be any kind of game. And then after we've sat and we've actually listened to God and been like, okay, God, what game do you want to play? Then we're going to ask, okay, God, why do you want to play that game with me? So it's a very simple exercise, very easy to do. You could do it at home on your own if you really wanted to, but we're actually going to do it right here, right now, so that each of us can actually have that opportunity. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you into this place. We invite you to speak to us, quiet our hearts and quiet our minds, and allow us to hear your voice, however that may be for each of us. So, Holy Spirit, come and speak to each of us now. God, we just want to ask you, what game do you want to play with each individual person here right now? as some of us are starting to hear or see pictures of what game you want to play with us, God, we just want to ask, okay, now 
now that we know what game you want to play with us, why, why do you want to play that game with us, God? Just reveal that to us now. So as we went through that prayer exercise, there's some of you who might not have heard God speak to you, and that's okay. I just want to encourage those of you who didn't hear God, and also all of you who did hear God, that to go and continue to do this exercise, continue to seek out how God speaks to you. Uh, we're going to have some prayer people up here at the front as we close. And for those of you who did hear God's voice this morning, I just encourage you to either share that with somebody who's around you or actually come share that with our prayer people and, and let them pray a blessing over you as you heard God. So this morning, just would you, would you continue to seek how God speaks to you. Continue to explore that. Continue to pursue him because he wants to speak to us. He longs to speak to us and have, have that relationship with us. So go in peace.